Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee is alongside me. Hello. And former City defender Nader Manua. Hello. Sam, what are we talking about today? So the three of us sit down and discuss the most and least successful signings of the Pep Guardiola era. As you'll hear, me, Mooney and Nader all start shouting at each other about some of the selections we've made and there's plenty that will cause issue for you listening to. Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts or ponderings about City or football in general. Sam, you've set us some homework for this one. Yeah, well, I was set the homework initially. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had to do an article for The Athletic basically ranking all the, the City signings during the Guardiola era. Um, I've never wanted to call it Guardiola signings because he doesn't it's really tricky, say, I want it? this guy, yeah. I want this guy. So, But it's the signings during his era. Technically as well, there's a couple of technicalities. He kind of gave the okay to De Bruyne and Sterling a year before he came. And I thought, I don't want to do that. Because also, if you throw De Bruyne into the mix, you kind of got an obvious number one. And that's, you don't want an obvious number one. But the other thing is, where would you put Sterling in that? Like, I, I didn't even want to think about it, so I was like, I'm just, I'm just ignoring this altogether. We might get to that in a bit. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is Zinchenko doesn't really count because he's one of those CFG signings, and if you include all of those, you've got like Ante Palaversa or Issa Kabore that, you know, it's pointless. But Zinchenko... Wait for the first so, team. He was so good, he, and he did, yeah, he, exactly. He was one of the few because you could include them all or you could include none. But I thought Zinchenko was just so good and fair play to him. He, he made it happen. So he deserves he deserves to go in. Um, so yeah, and also the other caveat is people could see my list and go, "Oh, I'm not sure about this, not sure about that." Or they could be like really going for me, like that's rubbish. What you're talking about? I might agree. Like, I did this a couple of weeks ago. Like if you were to ask me twenty minutes later, I might give something different. If you ask me today, probably going to give something different. So for example, my worst ever signing, I put Nolito because it just sprung to mind whenever I was given this task. Who's going to be the worst? You think Nolito? You think about it since it was obviously Mendy. 
That's not what I've got. <laughs> but, it, you know, but exactly, it wasn't what I had. But it just must have been. I mean, obviously, without going too dark, there was enough stuff that came up during that trial. That he just admitted to being like a shit professional. Like he was good on the pitch when he was on the pitch, you know, the, the start of the first two seasons. But like for the amount of money, the contribution, the fact that like the last 18 months he was in like custody, like it just has to be the worst signing. It's a disaster. We've got 29 names. That, yeah, 29 that um, we can think of. That we've, that we've ranked and we've all put together our list of, of uh, kind of best to worst yeah. signings. And this, the, the ones from last summer, there's no point in them going in yet. It's too, early. It's too yeah. soon to know. Yeah. But for the record, I've not quite done that. I've looked at Sam's top 10 and picked my top 10 based around those names. So I've not really gone all the way down with okay. it. And also, in fairness, Sam, to you, this is one of those like thankless tasks as such because you can have an opinion, but the audience is so vast. Yeah. There's, no, there's no winners. There's yeah, no yeah. winners. And I think a lot of the people who would call you a loser, they're the ones they're who also... <laughs> they're also they're, the they, ones... They, they, are, they, are, they are plentiful. But... Yes. They're, they're the ones who, for example, think that substitution should have been made, but they say this after the game, oh, but they also don't know who they'd take off for it. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, that top 10's not good enough. Well, if you had to think of a top 10... Who would be in it and would you be able to post it online for people to debate? The answer mm. is probably no. It's far easier to critique than create. Yeah, well, it is. So yeah, that's something to just put out there to start with. <laughs> Fun too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to do that to you as well, pal. Yeah. But that's why we're here because I sent it to you once I'd done it. Yeah. And then to be fair, I didn't change, maybe I'll change the top 10, but 15 to 10, I moved all over the place after talking mm. to you. Really? Just, okay. But okay. it's just, it's not, it's just the fact, you know, sometimes you just need another perspective when you just think, just to kind of re am I, am I realign your own thing. You just think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is, you, that does make sense. That's the thing with Sterling. Like, so, I don't know where to put it. Maybe by the end of this, we'll come up with a place for Sterling. But So what I did was I got the list of 29 names that Sam ranked, and I put them into a, um, an online kind of head-to-head uh, -head battle generator. And what it does is it, rank, it, it, it throws you a question, X or Y. It remembers your answer. And then when, you come in, when, you kind of get, when you've done the first lot, it throws up previous names against other ones yeah, and then yeah, ranks them based on, on where you've done it. Mm. And I like that. When my list came out, I didn't move too much of it around afterwards when I thought, actually, I'm not really sure on that and moved it around. Mm. I was quite happy with where it came out to. Good. That's how I wrote my children as well. <laughs> uh, results coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But like, yeah. but that, and that's the thing with mine. It was like, there's no real logic to it. Like, what, real, that's, what you've done there is probably the closest you can get to actual like scientific yeah but then it's still logic. based on vibes still in a particular moment yeah, yeah it is yeah. it is but it is like it, yeah it is still because when it like, when it asks you, you order it when it asks you is Emmerich Laporte a better signing yeah, than Riyad yeah, Mahrez yeah, yeah. you, you can, can still of change like, your mind from one minute to the next yeah yeah. yeah yeah but it's like because value for money comes into it so that's why partly why Zinchenko got in he's got two million quid it's like yeah like the value they got for that is amazing but when most of the signings cost like 50 60 million most of the good ones it's like well it's not really worth thinking about that but then it's like you got Time on the pitch because, like, for example, Haaland and Sane, like, quite small impacts compared to guys who've been there five or six years. But then, when, like, when I sent it to you, you were like, there's a lot of recency bias here. I was like, I think that's treble bias. I think mm -hmm. if you've helped win the treble, you're right up there. And like with Zinchenko, I've tried, but then it was after that, I was like, I probably do need to get Zinchenko even higher than I have got him mm. because he did really contribute. But I do think the guys who won the treble, it's like they've, they've just cemented themselves. And then, yeah, from one minute to the next, it, it is a bit vibey, but. Hey, I'm happy. And to be fair, for all the people calling me a loser, I think most people thought, oh, good list. That's what the feedback most I saw. Most people, yeah. Most of the feedback I saw, which is heavily kind of filtered by X, was like, a oh, good list. Oh, thank okay. you so much. Cool. Nice. Good I, okay. I, dare, I dare not look at the comments. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we sharing this then? How's this yeah, going to work? Yeah, let's well, go. 
Yeah, go for it. Are we so we're we doing just top tens? Top tens, if that's all right. But it's completely up to you. Well, shall me and Sam run through the the nineteen that we have before that, and then we'll get stuck into the top tens. Go if for that it. makes sense. Go for it. Yeah. So, so here, here is here is the worst Manchester City sign under Pep Guardiola, as said by David Munier. Yeah. Okay. Just gonna clip that one out there for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, if this is on social, I apologize. Because but, uh, because you were talking about time on the pitch and value for money. Well, yeah, yeah. I went for Calvin Phillips. Yeah, yeah because yeah. he just hasn't played. And it's not too much about his. Thinking. Yeah, but it's not his fault. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just kind of like he hasn't contributed. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. like it, it is what it is. Is that recency bias? Does that fall in line with that? No, I don't know. I, I think mean, possibly. I think, he, I think if he's if he but if you left, look at it, if like, he left permanently, then yes. But there'll be other people, I think, who would have been at the club for that first year and a half and did nothing, who ended up being quite good for the the team overall. I'm just gonna say maybe someone in the top five. Yeah, but I think it's maybe someone in the top five. Maybe someone in the top. Yeah, five. yeah, yeah, for sure. There's probably probably a couple. Well, there's definitely a few in like the top ten, top fifteen. That's, that's and important. there's all, it's almost like why we haven't put in the guys in the summer because it's too early. But yeah, mm. you're right. But the thing with Phillips is, it's just obviously. Just obviously done. hasn't worked. It's just obviously it just obviously isn't before any loans were sorted out, before any transfers were discussed or whatever. It was obviously not getting on the pitch, and I mean as far back as like January last year when Guardiola was asked, you know, we're going to see Phillips soon. And this was just after the World Cup; he'd recover from the surgery. And he's like, "Yeah, I hope so." But it was not, "I hope so." I hope he's going to be fit. I hope that he's going to be like, I don't know, ready, just yeah. ready or like. It's just, I hope like I hope he starts playing well enough soon. Yeah, and Guardiola just wasn't having him. From then, and then it hasn't changed in a year to the point where in the summer they said to him, "You can go on loan." They never said that to Grealish, to Bernardo. Yeah, but press on it. So how are we going to do this anyway? Because this might be the longest podcast in it history. Would, yeah, this is like Rogan. We'll just run, we'll just run. Through. We'll just run through. So I, I, I went, don't mind that. I went twenty-nine Phillips, twenty-eight Stefan, twenty-seven Angelino, twenty-six Mendy, twenty-five Nolito, twenty-four Carson, twenty-three Gomez, uh, twenty-two Danilo, twenty-one Bravo, twenty Torres. Okay, yeah, so but I mean they're all they're all kind of in there. Like, they're, they're they're much of a like I can move them around and they're much of a much space. No, no, I'm just listening, just listening. Like well, like I'd listen. The thing is, with, well, with yeah. Bravo, a lot of people would have instinctively had Bravo at the top, and it's not well. I mean, look, his first season kind of goes without saying. Everybody remembers Bravo. Everybody's vibe when you mention Claudio Bravo is never saved a shot. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. But like. He helped win the Carabao Cup in the second season. Everyone loves winning yeah, that's, the Carabao that's Cup. That's why he's 21st he's and not 29th. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So same with me. He's 22nd on mine. It was quite funny that you had Angelino was worse than than Mendy. Um, that is just amusing. Steph, I just, like, <laughs> just Steph, thinking in terms of contributions again, on the pitch. Stefan being in there, like being so low is like... Just throwing goalies just, just in that final section. <laughs> right? like, you know what I mean? Says so the goalie here. Wowzers. I, I put, where did I put Carson? I put Carson. Did like, you watch the fair, FA Cup yeah. semi-final? <laughs> where, yeah, but did you also watch him in the Carabao final, the last one that they won? Because mm. he actually made a really good save in that game. That's that the thing. Spurs. Everybody remembers the Liverpool thing and that mm. buried yeah. him. Yeah, that did. But like I say, he was the last City keeper to win the Carabao, was it? Yeah, Probably, he yeah. Been, yeah, yeah, he was, and in that final against Spurs, like it was like Spurs had just sat Mourinho. They brought in uh, Mason or whatever. Mason, yeah. But I remember clear as day there was a save he made. I think at nil nil, which was a massive save, mm. massive save at Wembley. And then I think was it Laporte went down and scored the mm. other end. That was that was a big moment. And that's why I see the positive side of things. But he's mm. fine. No, it's, like, it's, like it's, it's, it's like Mara's, it's like Mara's, it's like Mara's missing the penalty. It's twenty six. Um, <laughs> it's like Mara's missing the penalty at Anfield, like. Some people never got over that. Yeah. And he played amazingly for like three or four years after that. Mm. Um, I've got like Scott Carson, for example. I'd put higher than Gomez, Angelino, Stefan. Because he's free, wasn't he? Yeah, he's free. And like, it wasn't even planned to sign. They were going to sign a Spanish keeper. But then 
they had no like foreign player quota left, so like we need to find someone English. They signed him, and like everyone loves him. How long's he been there for now? Two oh. and a half years. No, 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 it's longer. Um, one second. See, so that for me would extend the value side of things. So you don't see them, but then they're happy to keep them. Mate, it's getting on for five years. 2019. What? Summer of 2019. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. So I put him in, put him in the worst. We're signing someone and that's like, been there five he's, years. He's, he's, in fairness, he's 24th out no, of 29. No, 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 it's, it's, fine, like, it's fine, it's fine. Go for it. Go for it. Where's he on yours? Go for it. It's fine. Yeah. 23rd. I think that's probably so about we, as high up. Yeah, I think that's about as high up as you could possibly get. It's just opinions. The thing is, the thing is with me, as much as like the top 10 or five or whatever may be controversial, I've I've had to go from like, you know, not those guys, and then they start to blend into Ferran Torres. I've gone Stefan Ortega at 19. He could have got Ortega at 19. He could have gone higher. But again, again, this is for me the reason why he's not higher is Again, recency bias in that he's not been here that long. He's not been here that long. He has contributed very well, but when you start talking about the guys who are above him, it's like yeah. it's just it's just a would really you hard with Ortega if he w- if he had the option to leave, would you say off you go, or would you rather he stayed? I would oh, rather no. I would rather he stayed. Yeah, but, at the same, the but at the same time, like if depending on the offer, I'm kind of like, well, you know, if, if you're going to get an offer to go and be a first choice somewhere, go and take it. Yeah, we've been saying like the, the biggest problem with Ortega is he's too good to be a number two, and now because City have signed him, done such a great deal, like getting him on a free from a team that were relegated from the Bundesliga. Mm. Now everyone's the thought, like, the thought oh, of him going to the thought, going to the thought of him going to Bayern Munich at the, in the summer. I was kind of like, you know what, I I would miss him, but like fair play. To so him. so he's at 19, and you said uh, Bravo's at 21. Uh, I've got Bravo at 21, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But then but then look at it. To be fair, all right, we're, we're going to name players now, and if you want to put Ortega above any of them, then jump in at any point. Mm. There we go. But then I think the problem with my list was we go for guys like that, and then it goes. So it was the, it was a real, <laughs> like, the, the signings everyone think is bad, like Bravo and Melito or whatever. And then it goes Danilo, who's just a bit like Danilo and like Ferran Torres, like shrug of the shoulders. Ortega's a good one. We can't really be any higher. Is this in your and then for me, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So twenty to ten, and then and then it goes. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> sure about this, but it goes from those names. I've got a feeling because my next name, I'm kind of wincing already. It goes from those, no, but it goes from those names, and then and I kind of regret it. I think I did this to appease the crowd. I've gone Cancelo next at eighteen, and then Sane at seventeen, and I think Sane at seventeen is probably the most controversial one out of the whole thing, just because Sane of how fifteen much people love him. Okay, fifteen still. Okay, well, what about you to but get that's, to 15? But that's because of the players that are ahead of him. What about you to get to 15 else? then? Um, <laughs> so Cancelo's at 17. At 16 is Laporte. Um, and the one that I'm nervous about is that at 18 is where Akanji fell. Jesus I said, Christ. I said Akanji was a really difficult one. I, wow. I, I he's I he's, him he's well. such wow. a good player. Wow. 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 But he hasn't been here long enough to go. Wow. To, like the, the, contrib- wow. <laughs> the contributions of wow. the contributions of Laporte and Cancelo. You are so toxic. Yeah. I think for me, with Akanji, he was outside both of your top tens, obviously. But I thought looking back, he's got a good case to be top ten. Yeah. And he with had, some he, of the... he, he like I accept that. So then why is he was it eighteen? He's been a season and a half. Mm. But that, but that's this is the thing with like the vibes. It's like, it's like one of my criteria is you've got to be there for a long time. But then it's like if you start throwing in so where's bargain potential, throw yeah. Harland in next to him then bargain potential and yes. treble. Yes, it, it does. It does take this you up guy there. played in the Champions League final. Yeah, he played more games played last all season. The time. He played more games last season than anyone anticipated, and he deserved to play in those games. 
and he came for twenty million pounds. Here, comes, here comes the guy without a list. Jeez. Look, are you already here feel bad enough about it? Oh God, I feel I feel queasy being on this now. But please carry on. Going fifteen to ten. What have we got? Well, I mean, are we all right with Sane there? Because the thing is, I probably I'm thinking now. So what? Cancelo should have been above Sane, I think, because I think. He, this is again that different trade off in vibe because yeah, yeah. he was there for longer, made more of an impact by about a season, season and a half. That, but then... that season where he played left back moving into midfield and everyone went, Oh, we've never seen this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. He proper like he, he And the thing is, if he'd been in like top cancelo form last season, you wouldn't have needed the whole Stones evolution. And he would have been better in the final third than Stones was. Yeah. But then you've got the defensive weakness. And, and and the attitude. Well, well, the, this is the thing. So you've got more of a contribution than Sane on the pitch. And Sane still left ASAP. When the football came back after lockdown, he could have stayed when he For was the remainder of that season. And yeah, played yeah. and helped City in the Champions League. He was like, no, I'm going to go to Bayern. So like, you can't play, mate. Like, don't care, I'm off. So he kind of left ASAP as well. But Cancelo was so destructive on the way out, burning the bridges. I think that probably knocked him down below Sane. But also I think I was probably trying to protect myself slightly because I know how much people love Sane, but I can't have him any higher because ultimately he was amazing for one season. Then he was up and down for the next. Then, then he got injured, then he left. But then also to put it... And he had his debut season before that when he came good at the end. Obviously, like we saw the highs with Cancelo and these were very unique highs. But then you go back three years or two years or however long it is to the Champions League final. Cancelo wasn't there for that game, nor was he there for the semis because that was Zinchenko. Yeah. Somebody who wouldn't make the list as such because of the reasoning behind it. So City's best team or best version of a team in that moment, under the in the eyes of Pep Guardiola, didn't feature Cancelo, but then it also didn't feature Laporte and people like that. Didn't or feature Rodri, you know <laughs> what I mean? Exactly. But some of those people stayed longer, contributed more from that yeah. point. But I can I can understand that. But again, this just raises a question about like Ortega, because real Adekanji, what Ortega can't be higher than those two. Well, the thing is, I could say he potentially could be because why was he bought and has he done that job? No, I know for sure. And that's, that's I, mean, the I point. appreciate the devil's advocate. That, no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> this is this is just something that I believe in because this has affected my top ten as such. Like, why were they bought? Did they do the job? Are they still doing the job? Mm. Can you see them continue? But to then do that? again, it's that kind of recency bias in reverse. It's like, or like you talk about it now. You say with. Phillips, for example, at mm. this point, 18 months in, other players may have been in similar situations in terms of game time or whatever. They're not really, but I know what you mean. Mm. It kind of works with Ortega as well. Because if you put Ortega, like, he can't be any higher, in my opinion, than 19. Because he's been a great sign. I put on here, like, a real bargain. I went but with just one full season to his name. He can't be too much higher. He's a genuine bargain. He's been great. But, the job he's done. And not just, yeah. like, being there. Like, you know, Carson's quite high up on the list, considering he's, like, never, ever, ever played. He's helped win the FA Cup. Do you remember before the FA Cup final? People were like, oh, Guardiola's playing yeah. Ortega. He should play Edison. Fans weren't happy about it. I was on Five Live. They were going, oh, this is a bit weird. I was like, this guy's not just the Cup final goalkeeper, but he's good. Yeah. Like, let him play. He's good. The, but the he can't thing, be the, any higher. The, the, like, the thing with Ortega that, that ticked that balance for me. Sorry, was... just, just to finish that point, if he, we're, we're talking about it now a year in. If we're doing the devil's advocate thing of, oh, with Phillips 18 months in, other players have been in a similar position. If we put Ortega so much higher now, and then let's say Edison gets injured, he plays the second half of the season, and he's crap, he's falling down. So it's like, you can only really judge him based on that period of time, but it's not really long enough. And the impact wasn't that massive, whereas Haaland, obviously, well, he's, he's been there the same amount of time, but, but what he's was had he a bought, bought, big, big impact. Well, to be fair, we'll link to that in a bit. Okay. But with, okay, with Ortega, he could have been here for a year, two years, three years, four years, but his situation remains the same, because he's still a number two, mm. essentially. And how good is your number two? How many teams around the country have a number two where if they if the number one drops out, you're like, well, this is fine. 
No, no. I and that's, that's yeah. him like doing his job. So his ranking then, essentially, you've put a ceiling on his ranking which can't be any higher than yeah, 90. I, I, think so. but I, I would argue there is a world in which Edison loses form and Guardiola goes, right, I'm... Well, I'm I think it nearly happened at the end it. of last season. Yeah, yeah. Which, but I, know, I know what you mean, but this, the, and this the is... Other, like Claudio Bravo, um, Zach Steffen, he isn't doing that with. Mm, but this, exactly. is a good, this is a good conversation because it's like you're just purely looking from it from a kind of... If that's like a, a value for money yeah. or you fulfilled your brief kind of point of view, like this is why it's a good conversation because as long as nobody's coming out with, oh, you're an idiot, why are you doing this? Everyone's just got a different view for different reasons. Yeah, and that's why yeah. it's a really good conversation. So yeah. we weren't planning to do this, but when I sent the message to you after I put the list together, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't see that. I'm going to like move a few around, like just based on different reasons. And then I just thought, this is obviously a really good conversation. I think you said like this is yeah, just a really good, good conversation. I was like, we just got to do the There's no, there's just, no right just answer. Just weak-willed though, aren't you? Get a Kanji 18th and just stick to your guns. Have an opinion and stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, a Kanji was already higher than that. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. So are we getting to 10 then? So uh, we, Well, we've got a 15, major discrepancy top 10-wise because you've already mentioned him and he's okay, in my top 10. Fine. Um, 15 but, to 11, is so it? So 15, I've mentioned Sane. Yeah. Uh, 14, Jesus. 13, Alvarez. 12, Zinchenko. 11, Ake. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty similar. So I've gone 15, Grealish. Because again, big contribution. Not, not great for like 18 months. Really big last season. And again, if you're talking about it now, not great this season. But also 100 million as well. It's like if you're talking about players who are 2 million or 50 million, that 100 million's weighing you down a bit. So he could feasibly have been lower than Jesus, who I had at 16. I think Jesus was a, was a really good signing. 
know. I, 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 found, I, it, I found it really tough to I think to the warmth towards him died down a bit after he moved to Arsenal because it's like, oh, you've moved to a rival. And obviously Arsenal have become a, like a proper rival. Um, and he talking about vibes, especially with that move in mind, I think people think of him in a negative sense of missing chances, especially now Haaland's come in and he's putting away, in our mind's eye, all of those De Bruyne crosses, whereas Jesus was missing them. But I think he was a really good sign-in, even in the sense that, like perversely, he didn't play that much. So how, could be, how could he be a good sign-in? But then he could always bring him in, no matter what role. And he'd do a, a really good job. You know, he could you know, play on the wing. Do you know when he came? Yeah. He, you know came, what, he you didn't know what play for like him... three months and he started against Liverpool in that game yeah. to kind of run in behind and just like barge Robertson out of the way. What, like what... He could do a lot of different things. He played false. Everyone talks about the false nine era. Whenever I write that, I go, they played a lot of the time with the false nine. But like, he was a proper striker. Mm. But he was kind of doing the false nine thing as well. And he was very good at it. So there's a lot of things he could do. He was, the fact that he was kind of plucked from like relative obscurity as far as European football goes. City normally go... Okay, are you like in the Champions League? Yeah, you are. You've got a lot of experience with the national team. Yeah, like this guy was like 19 in Brazil. Same with Alvarez. It's like you've got to, you've got to factor that mm. in. Nobody's expecting greatness from these guys. You don't know what to expect when you bring them straight from South America. And he, he left City as a completely different player to the one that arrived. Because when he arrived, he was this kind of vibrant striker. Guardiola talked about him like having that smell of goals, which was just wrong, wasn't it? Mm. He doesn't have that smell of goals. But he was like benching Aguero when he came in. The pressing kind of showed Aguero what he needed to do. And then he left as a kind of forward. He didn't really score many goals, but he was a very useful utility man. Good price. That's exactly, that's exactly why I found it hard to, to be fair, to rank I think, him in again, now saying like, you know, and you, you could ask me again in another hour and I'd have another different list from now. But to be fair, in hindsight, I'm probably thinking I should have put Jesus at 15 and Grealish at 16. But then I'm thinking Grealish obviously had that treble in his favour and he was huge for that you know Jesus was there for longer he wasn't you wouldn't say more consistent but he made a big contribution so it's tight between those two then went for Alvarez at 14 pretty much the same thing cheap from South America yeah I couldn't I, I couldn't roles. separate the two of them the only reason why Alvarez went ahead of Jesus was his impact in the current team at the moment and that's recency bias and, yeah. I'm, and glad again, you caught, I'm glad you called that for what it was exactly so I just can't, I, I, I can't look at anything else yeah yeah um because like last season, obviously he did his part, but have you seen like how many goals and stuff he scores? Mm. Like it's not, it's not really anything to write home about. If Jesus had that season, we'd be saying, oh, he had a bad season. Mm. You know what I mean? But because it's Alvarez's new guy, and he scored some big goals, and to because be fair he's to played him. a lot this season, yeah. you, can't, you kind of forget how little he played last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, he was, you know, what I mean, it was Haaland plus Gundogan and like. Um, De Bruyne that yeah. was the centre. All right, so Jesus all. is now knocked up two places. <laughs> Alvarez and Grealish is down. I've got a Kanji thirteen. Ake 12. So how come you guys are leaning Ake over Akanji? Longer. That's all it is, just time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and Ake kind of needed a, like, longer to settle in. So that is maybe a point against him, but I think he's contributed to, you know, he's, mm. he's won an extra title when he was like How about the, the fee side and then of the things? The fee, yeah, exactly. But then 40 million is at the lower end of that, you know, when City normally play, what, 40 to 70. He's can at the you, lower end. Yeah, can you, can you get... Like a kanji, actually, this kanji is a the, proper bargain. Th this is it's the like thing: nothing, is like, is like where he, where a kanji falls into the fee paid, he does fall into the bargain category. Can you get a forty million pound bargain? And mm -hmm. a kanji as well. I'd never played in the Premier League before. Whereas Ake had. Whereas Ake had. Mm. This was Ake's league as such. So again, like, it took to, him longer to to adjust. Yeah, but I just gone with. Yeah, it's it's fine. There's no right answer. I'm, I'm more, just more I'm being a clown. Yeah, it's just yeah, more trophies been longer, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And then 11, Zinchenko. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. It's the, the thing with Zinchenko, for me, 
was, I remember having the discussions with you, should they sell him? And my answer to that each time was no, because yeah. of just how useful he could be in that position. Now, I'm not suggesting that like, he solves all the major problems, because I think he, cause I, he had his issues defensively. Mm. But at the same time, you think of that Villa game, they needed That's somebody the game, to come yeah. on with, the, with the, the structure of the team needed somebody in his position and to I, do what he did, and he came I, on and did it. I saw it. The, a clip recently, I think it was on X. What's that? that? What's that? Formerly Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Open yeah. brackets. Oh, yeah. Closed brackets, yeah. Um, and it was, it must have been from the documentary, but I'd forgotten it. So the documentary that City made from that season, at half time, Guardiola was like doing his last speech. And he was saying, like, you know, if we play like we can, I'm sure we're going to win, but you've got to go out there and do it, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously they conceded the same goal. But he said, Alex, like, get down the line, be aggressive, pull the ball back. And I, I, it, that may well, it can't be, but that may well be the first time I've ever seen that. And you just think about the impact he did do. Mm. Talking about doing the job you're supposed to do as a signing, whether it's Ortega mm. or Akanji or whatever. In that particular game, come on and do that. And he was so aggressive, wasn't he? Like, so much was on the line. And he was just carrying the ball down that wing, no problem. And set, oh, he, he was fantastic in that. And that's why I think when we talked, I can't remember where exactly he was before, but I bumped him right up, maybe from like 17, 18 kind of position. In the same, the same thing as what I'm currently doing in my mind's eye with the Kanji right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's tough. Jesus, but... Yeah, having to move them through people who you also like as well. Mm. You know, that's that's what makes it tough. Which again makes it the the privilege of talking about city signings because the vast majority of them have actually done something. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to say, oh, let's disregard this person. Yeah, I think it's like if the Athletic were to do this across like a load of clubs, which would be difficult, obviously, because Guardiola's been there for the whole time. But if they just advanced it to, or they changed it, sorry, to that kind of period or over ten years or five years or whatever. There'd be so many stinkers mm. from like all clubs, and this is just yeah. You, know, you got a few in there that like two or three like disasters. It underlines it underlines like, how oh, it didn't really City work. Get signings wrong. And then the others like like Danilo being in there is like oh, it wasn't disaster, but anyway, he didn't really he didn't really play. But like fine, shrug of the shoulders. And then you're into like if Cancelo and Sane like eighteen nineteen out of twenty nine. Yes, yeah, privilege that yeah, mm. absolutely. It's so, top tens so, time. Yeah. Top tens. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start with. 10 to 5. This is where Nadine yeah. can actually... Yeah, so, can chip in now. So, ten, so in fact, 10 to 6, what, what have you got? So this was based on Sam's top 10 as such. And to be fair, I put... I rotate, changed the order a little bit. Um, and I put a slash for Akanji next to Laporte because I think in the grand scheme of things, I think Laporte's legacy was obviously very significant, but I think Akanji's last season was huge as well. I remember thinking that I was great. Because he, he only came in because people were down. If City would have had all their normal defenders available, Kanji's probably not getting signed. But then for him, yeah, to, for, sure. for him to be signed and then be playing in all the biggest games coming the end of the season, him to be the one who's potentially at times playing right back, centre back, and even now like going into midfield, like that's tremendous value for me. But my ten to six, um, I've got, I'll say Laporte, Stones, Mares, Diaz, and Walker. I say again, Laporte, Stones, Mares. Diaz, Walker. Okay. What do you want to critique first? <laughs> anyone ahead of The thing of is, Stones, Stones feels low, but... Stones is at six on mine. He's, he's not much lower than on mine because <clears> the <throat> thing is, we talk about recency bias in terms of the treble, but there's recency bias with Stones in that exactly. that was his best season by a mile. And there was... 
One of the pandemic-y ones when he was got. I've, I've lost track when, of that whole well, period of time. When Ruben one, Diaz came in. Yeah. Then okay. that became the partnership. That so was when 2020, 2021, so he was yeah. good in that. But then he was back out again the next season and Laporte came in. Mm. And then, because if you look back as well, when Stones first signed, it was like four years in a row. He just didn't play from like April onwards for various different reasons. That season before the Diaz one, he was out of the equation completely. Thought he was going to leave, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's talked about that before the Champions League final. And then, again, like the way we're talking about it now, How's he like? How is he so high up in our list? But then last season was so good. Also, the unofficial helper that is, he's likable. So with Cancelo, whatever happened, happened. But like, nobody really in the City fan base would think of him fondly. But with Stones, he's such a kind of popular, lovable guy. He's been there for all the, the trophies without necessarily being central to them. But obviously, last season was so huge. There's that, which you can't deny. But also there's that recency bias element to it as well. You almost wonder if City had won the treble three years ago, Stone's doing that, and then he's had the other season since. He just wouldn't be this high, would he? Yeah, I think... He just wouldn't be. He'd have gone, that was amazing, but look at this. But again, it what doesn't fe- work what, because what it's what like... fed into my... Ha- well, that is, you've got those down seasons and nearly leaving, and then you kind of rebuilt it and put it back yeah, together, which is obviously a tick in his favour. That, that builds into my reasoning for him being so high at, at six for me, is that he was down and out. When Eric Garcia was being picked regularly ahead of him yes that was that season i was just kind of like well this guy's done there's like there's there's no way back here so my 10 to 6 um mares at 10 Grealish at 9 harland at 8 walker at 7 stones at 6 so i've got laporte at 10 which we kind of like you your ranking for laporte was fairly low you obviously you've thrown in the akanji kind of count switcheroo Mm. i don't know like i was just thinking like with laporte because speaking of City documentaries, they were on the record, like Cheeky Bagiristan saying, not sure what Southampton are asking for with Van Dyke. Which, like, if you wanted to, like, in this meme era of, like, online football, you could clip that up and be like, if City had just paid another, like, 10 million, they would have had Van Dyke. But my argument for, like, 18 months was Van Dyke is obviously transformative for Liverpool. He's been great. But, like, you couldn't say that Laporte's been any worse of a signing for City. Laporte mm. had been great for City immediately. For those 18 months. Then he did his knee, and that kind of forced the whole team to reshuffle. And then after that, it was kind of like the Stones pattern. He was in and he was out. But then going back to that Villa game, basically every other city defender was out. I saw him, I'm sure he was limping. Nobody ever really he picked was, he up. Hurt, he hurt his knee no, but I mean, against West Ham like the week before. No, or something. I think it was Wolves, but before that, they'd just played Real Madrid away. Mm. And he'd kind of gone up front for the last bit, you know, when it was like. Madrid had hit back. Oh, and City, were, the pumps, City yeah. were out on their foot, on their out on their feet, and he'd gone further forward. But I'm pretty sure he was limping at the end of that. Then they played Wolves, like a few days after that. Then he did his knee, but then he kept going and going and going because that like, Walker was out, Stones was out, Fernandinho was back there, but he may have even been out as well. Like, everyone was out, and he kept going. And then he needed surgery. Like as soon as they did the trophy lift, he just flew to Barcelona and had the surgery. That surgery took him into last season, and then he could never really get back in the team. So I always had like a huge amount of sympathy for him there. Like you put your body on the line. Genuinely a big factor in City winning that title on the last day against Villa. And then you couldn't get back in last year. But you kind of, you know, if we're talking about Cancelo's impact and, you know, the kind of burning his bridges on the way out, nobody else has been as bad as that. But like Jesus, for example, another tick in his favour was he was just a good guy around the place, mm. even when he wasn't playing. Zinchenko too. But Laporte's kind of the opposite to that. Bad faces. Like grumpy. It's not enough to like knock him down places, but I think he was a really good signing for City. All things considered, good value, you know, that decision not to sign Van Dyke could have really backfired, but because they had Laporte, it didn't. 
He was like really good as well on his day. Again, like we've talked about with Cancelo and Zinchenko, City kind of eliminated that defensive weakness that those guys kind of had last season. They were much more willing to do the the proper defending, if we're going to call it that. But he was a really good player for City, like really like there. He didn't do too much towards the treble, but you know he he was there for that. Mm. And I just think overall, you know, was it fifty seven million or something? So it wasn't like bargain value, but I think they got good money for him. And when we're looking at other players on the list. I know you don't. You two don't necessarily agree. And again, looking at it now, I could quite happily have him closer to fifteen. But I think top ten, fair play, Laporte. I think it was a pretty good, pretty good deal. Who else is ahead of that? So it's Laporte ten, Mares at nine, Haaland's next to eight, and then Stones at seven, and Diaz at six. So who are we going to start with there? Well, let's go to Mares. A really interesting one because he was never the most popular City player, was he? But then you look at it this season, and it's not like City have massively struggled. Obviously, they've had injuries, but it's not like they've massively struggled on that right wing, especially because you know he's kind of given Foden license to play a bit more and, and all that kind of stuff. But you kind of appreciate now that he's gone, you just think you could put Mares in, and it'd give you a good performance. It'd mm. probably score, probably get an assist. He was a again, I've mentioned the Anfield penalty, but after that, he scored what nine, ten in a row. Then obviously, he missed that one against West Ham. Going back to that Villa final game season, and everyone was like, "Oh God, he's I, a shit penalty taker." He's, like, he's just scored ten in a row here I in had between. To, but 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 this filters beyond the city kind of fan base, the group think of of what Mares uh, contributed because I I've had to, I had to defend Mares a number of times on his penalty taking because fans outside of City would always say he never scores in the big moments, and I'm kind of like, have you seen some of the penalties that he scored for City at mm. the, like the big times? Borussia Dortmund away yeah. to e- well, that was to equalise wasn't it and on the night at the point where Dortmund were ahead in the tie mm. the big penalty the one I mean Do you remember the Spurs, the Spurs one? one they lost the game against was Spurs was minute or so it was something late and then they went and but he, he equalised yeah yeah he equalised to make it 2-2 in the 90 somethingth minute and like the huge pressure on that, that penalty they'd had to wait for a VAR check on that penalty he was stood over the ball for a couple of minutes, waiting for it to waiting for the referee to be to confirm it and all that sort of stuff. And then balls on the spot, takes his time, strolls up to it, pops it in the net, gets forgotten about because Harry Kane scored at the, yeah. <laughs> at the other end a couple of minutes later. It was still pressure, but it was huge pressure. And like people remember that he blazed over Anfield and that um, he, he had his penalty saved at, at West Ham. And I'm just like the, the West Ham one. Keep it the other way. He scored it. It's a nice penalty. He, um, to me, feels the same way that, say, certain people feel about Sterling. And you can have your goals, you can have your big moments and stuff, but when people don't really believe in you, they, yeah, they remember more the things much, which yeah. they think you've had an issue yeah. with. You know, when he scores, like, say if he scores 80, 90% of his penalties, it's not enough because it's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen Salah's penalty record recently? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's scored four and seven or something. Like, the numbers aren't great. But most people from the outside see a penalty being taken for Liverpool and think, well, Salah's obviously going to score because they like him. You know what I mean? There's a belief in there. And whatever it is with Riyad or with, say, Raheem that they don't like, they can't separate themselves from. And it manifests itself in so many different like points of analysis about their style of play because everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's missing chances. Mm. Everyone's giving the ball away. Everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing that. But the people you don't like, they seem to do it more. You can't really quantify it. But it's like, well, yeah, you can see that. Well, you know this, what was, I mean? this was interesting because you must know about this, Nathan. But like a couple of years ago, there was feeding into that a feeling within the city dressing room that he was holding on to the ball too much and like mm. running, taking it to the byline, running out of play. And I think a couple of times, some of the players said to him, like, "Just release the ball sooner, man." 
And then it came to a head after a West Ham away game, maybe. I seem to remember Sheffield United. I remember Sheffield United, but I think that might have been the week after. Yeah. And he kind of justified what I'd written because he was doing the same thing again. But <laughs> I think the players... So I wrote an article saying after the game, the play, some of the players had, like, had a word with him about it. But I remember doing it in a really like fair way. Like, they've done this, but is it actually fair? Like, does he do this more than other players? Like, is he creating much? And I got his like creative numbers up and there was like... De Bruyne and maybe Cancelo even ahead of him, but he was like third. And he was like consistently, whether it was like big chances created, open play, set pieces, whatever, he was up there. So I was like, well, the City players have said this. Um, and like, yeah, maybe he does do it, but then there's this as well. And then like he kind of quote tweeted it, saying like, I don't know where you get the sources from, but this is like bullshit. And mm. it's like when you're in that situation, like journalist mm. against football, and it's like there's only one winner. Mm-hmm. But And he's in your top 10. Well, exactly. Because like, <laughs> like, He's a, a complicated fella, and like I don't necessarily like him because of that. Because it's like, well, I know that was true, and you've thrown me under the bus there for. Well, you got to protect your own brand, I guess. I get it, but like you can't, you can't hold grudges if you're doing this because you're not going to go very far. Like he's in the, he's in the, he's in the top ten. He's in, he's like not well inside. He's nine, but like I think nine is a pretty good rating. Was it just under eighty goals he scored for City? And I think, looking back, even though he was like the star for Leicester, like a player coming from Leicester to come to City to stay for as long as they did to play in as many big games as he had and have as many big moments. Mm-hmm. And to even give us the memories of, say, like a diagonal ball's coming, he's taking it on the oh. half, half touch. And I was like, oh. But it's not, that's not just nice, but it's useful. Yeah. Like, you know, in this City team where all the details matter. Yeah. If you're just pinging the ball to him and then you're not delaying the move by a second it's it's on the move again that's like a really underrated thing to have and like Grealish has got that too on the other side whereas like Sterling never really had it and then Sterling would kind of just take that extra second and then everyone's a bit more settled and yeah. But this is this is why again Mares is 10 for my list but it's why he made my top 10 was the the impact that he had last season again talking recency bias but last season when you think of coming back after the World Cup and everything was chaotic Guardiola turned to the control guys and yeah. he turned to Grealish and Mahrez. Yeah. Well, again, even the control guys, when you're talking about um, coming from Leicester, Nadum, like the charge at the start was he wouldn't fit in partly because of like holding on to the ball a lot, like checking back rather than crossing it. But it was like, oh, he's too much of a counter attacking player. And he was really good on the counter attack. Then he came to City and this whole thing was he's not a counter attacking player or like he shouldn't be. He should take more touches. He mm. should have them slow the game down. But he still had that quality in the final third. He was the kind of perfect blend in the end you know the bring him on for the small spaces kind of stuff like he, there was a lot of things he did in the team that were extremely valuable and mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't have had him outside of the, outside top, of the top but 10. that's but that's why he and Grealish are next to each other in my list because just of of that this Guardi- will be interesting well Guardi- Guardiola's got to me in that it's that that tempo setting of the of the team I think was so important to last season well that's why I've not put Haaland any higher than eighth well he's eight for mine because he's made a big impact and again like you mentioned earlier, Nadum, splitting Haaland and, and Akanji, for example, because they've been there for the same amount of time. Akanji's kind of got that bargain factor, played a lot. Again, maybe it's just the goals and the flashiness, but like Haaland is obviously like, and there's there's a side there's a side to this which we've not discussed for any other signing because they're just like seen as good bits of business. But like the idea of Haaland coming to City eighteen months ago, two years ago, was just like dream stuff. It was like, well, that's never going to happen. It seems too good to be true. They got that deal done. You know, he didn't go to Real Madrid. So there's the fact that they got him to the club in the first place. And then he obviously made a huge impact last season because you, you couldn't say that he didn't. You know, 52 goals in all competitions is like unbelievable. And he was doing that. And he was doing that before they fully clicked. Mm. But then 
they the most important thing last season was changing the structure, in my opinion. And I think, you know, the Pep opinion and all that was changing the structure to make it fully work. And then also you've got, he didn't score in the semi-finals against Madrid, didn't score in the FA Cup final, didn't score in the Champions League final. And I think if you do, I think you're getting bumped up there just because of that kind of the shine around that. You're getting bumped up. To, you know, if, that, if he'd scored 55 goals last season, like one in the FA Cup final, one in the Champions League final, one against Real Madrid, I think you're going even higher. But I just think, talking about Sane and Cancelo and stuff, the other guys just have to go, and Ortega, the, there's other guys who just have to go ahead of them, no matter how good they are. And that's how I feel with Haaland. Obviously a really good signing, but I feel like, again, Guardiola's got into my brain a bit. It's the structure of the team that's most important. And I think without the other guys setting that kind of foundation, he could have scored 52 goals mm. last season and not won anything. So I think all the guys above him have made a bigger impact last season. And obviously a lot of them have been there for a much longer time anyway. So I think Haaland, I wouldn't move him from eight. I wouldn't have him any lower. I wouldn't have him any higher. That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. But Sam, if you are a member, you get even more. What can members hear for this one? Members can hear us get into our top five, work out where Raheem Sterling would have come and try to predict where last summer's signings will end up. If you'd like longer ad-free versions, even earlier, all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, just search for LMTPod. Or you can send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.